Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. And coming up on the show, we're going to talk about a terrible situation in Chicago. It's not even just the quarterback situation. It's the entire situation, and it continues to get worse. We're going to also get into the 49ers quarterback battle, why it's really not that much of a battle at all. We're going to ask a very important question about Miguel Cabrera and his 500th home run. The box score is lying to you in in the AFC with one quarterback. We've got a big week in the world of college football, the end of an era in boxing, and what is happening with the Baltimore Ravens in the preseason? I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. All of that, though, is yours. Coming up next here, it's Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Outkick the Coverage. Outkick the Coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific right here on FSR. And we do so with the man himself, the great and powerful 
Brady Quinn. Uh, I don't know that I'm great or powerful, but it's Monday, baby. We got a lot of football to talk about. Big weekend of preseason football. I think we learned some things, and I don't know about you, and and I hate actually admitting this. Because every year I say this, there's always one or two preseason games where I go, ah, it kind of changed the way I'm thinking about this team or about this player, all right? And, and it may not be what people are thinking out there because there, there's a bunch of people out there gassing up, just gassing up one of these rookie quarterbacks. And I'm not talking about that guy, okay? I'm talking about a team. I'm talking about a scenario that I think – maybe needs to change based on what their general manager and head coach have been saying. Yeah, it is. Um, listen, uh, you know, we just peel back the curtain here a little bit uh, on Fox Sports Radio. You grew up a diehard Chicago Bear fan, correct? Is that is No, that in fact, um, there's documented proof of me as a young <laughs> child wearing my Bernie Kosar jersey growing up uh, a northwest suburb of Columbus, Ohio, uh, close in proximity to Cleveland. I actually grew up a Cleveland Browns fan. I, I loved... Eric Metcalf, he was one of my favorite players oh, along yes. with old Bernie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was actually a Cleveland Browns fan. Wasn't a Bears fan at all. Uh, I grew to respect them, you know, once I got to, you know, once I got to South Bend, started going to Chicago. Hmm. Thought Soldier Field was really cool. Uh, but, yeah, never really grew up a, a Chicago fan by any means. In fact, in basketball, uh, obviously with the, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, he crushed many of my childhood dreams. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't yeah. think about that. Being yeah, you kind of forgot about all that. Yeah, yeah, but um, now you mentioned uh, Soldier Field. Um, Soldier Field, actually, uh, they, were, they were getting ready for Halloween this year. Uh, so they actually uh, dressed up Soldier Field as a diaper fire uh, this weekend uh, because their football team stinks out loud they are bad and they got exposed by the buffalo bills this weekend and the conversation in chicago is surrounding the quarterback position what should they do is it andy dalton is it justin fields what's the plan according to their head coach matt Nagy, nothing to worry about here folks we got everything under control here in chicago the stock of, of Andy for us is going to be is seeing what he does during the season. You know, that, that's how we got We got to be able to see what, what can Andy do during the season with this team and with, with these guys. That has been our plan this whole entire time. Uh, at the same point in time, we also need to evaluate and see where Justin's at and what he can do. And again, he's doing everything that we're asking him to do. He's He's doing great. So I think it's a good situation for us. And I understand, I truly understand for people to want to see more of Justin and, and all that. I get that. Um, but we also understand where we're at and, and how, what the true plan is. And, and all we can do is ask Justin to keep playing and he's doing it and Andy to keep playing and Nick to keep playing. Whew, I think I feel better now because for a second there, I thought they got wiped out by the Bills and it didn't look too hot on the on Saturday. But apparently everything's fine, Brady. They got a good situation, at quarterback there. We're all good. Here. So a couple things bother me aside from the quarterback conversation. If you were just watching the game, it looked like one team was playing in the preseason and the other team was in midseason form. 100 percent. And, and the Buffalo Bills were that team that looked like they were in midseason form. And what should bother you is the fact that the Bills weren't necessarily playing a lot of their starters. It was their backups. It was other guys who were on that team, guys who might be rotating in or providing depth, that came in and were able to control the Chicago Bears' offensive line and control the Chicago Bears and basically do whatever they wanted for the most part. I mean, that's the scary thing, I think, if you're a Bears fan, is you've realized that the cupboard's bare, 
You don't have a team with a lot of depth on this roster. You don't have a team that stacks up very well versus, at least in the AFC, I think what we look at as one of the top teams. Yeah. So if you're pointing at Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, you should be you should be blaming them saying, how can we look this bad in a preseason game? And it's because they haven't done a good enough job building up this team right now. So aside from the quarterback position, but it, that that it's ultimately this is ultimately going to impact the quarterback position. You don't have that good of a football team. And so now let's talk about the quarterback spot. Andy Dalton is a veteran. He's been around the league. He's had a, a lot of success. He's the all-time leading passer in Bengals history. You know, and we kind of write that off because it feels like it was so long ago when it really wasn't. But the truth of the matter is he's seen more, he's done more, he knows more than Justin Fields does right now. And so when Matt Nagy's saying that to you, let's just have a, a coach talk segment, if you will. He's saying that he obviously trusts Dalton right now in this offense with what they're planning on doing once the season starts, more so than Justin Fields. But my only thing with you, Jonas, is after what I saw from Justin Fields when he came in the game, his ability to run will make Matt Nagy's job easier and he'll make the players around him look better because he provides that element that Andy Dalton can't provide. He's not as elusive. He's not as fast. It's just he's not going to have that. And so it's going to simplify what teams can do against them if they play Fields versus Dalton. And I think you and I both know that day is coming much sooner than Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace want to admit. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be week one. Because uh, uh, when you and I have talked about this for a while, it wouldn't be the biggest shocker in the world if all of a sudden, you know, uh, Justin Fields is the starting quarterback week one against the L.A. Rams when they open up the season. So I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's going to be that soon. But damn, it's got, what, what are we talking, first month of the season? Like, it just feels like... Might be week two. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the way that's this the thing's thing. going. Like, like, it feels like he covers up and makes up for a lot of mistakes as well, too. Like, there's a lot of... Defi- like, the offensive line is brutal. Uh, Matt Nagy's never committed to running the football. That's been one of the biggest knocks on him. He doesn't run the ball. There was a time last year where David Montgomery ripped off, like, a 50-yard run, and I think he rushed the ball, like, eight more times the rest of the game. And that was the, yeah. the first play of the game. And he just... He, there there's never been a commitment there. So at some point, Matt Nagy's got to have an honest conversation with himself and say, hey, man, this guy might be the only reason that they keep me around next year. Like, seriously, like because I don't I, I think he I think he makes up for so many mistakes. And Andy Dalton looked like he was on roller skates backwards the entire game with no ability to get downfield outside of one throw uh, uh, in the second quarter. I believe I, it's right. a bad spot, right. bad spot. It, well, it's a terrible spot to be in. I mean, look, and I've been in every spot that you could be in, in the NFL. As, as the guy who's waiting for that opportunity as the first-round pick, as a guy who's then in there and, then, and people are clamming for someone else, you know, as a guy who's a backup trying to, trying to hang on. Like, I've, I've been in it all. And I can tell you, you know, that those, those people cheering or booing, cheering for Fields or, and booing Dalton, it's going to fire Dalton up. I mean, it's going to fire him up to want to try to make a play, want to try to make something happen. The problem is it's hard to do when you're not on a great team. Because you're, then you're going to force the issue. You're going to try to do something that's not there. And you're going to try to make more of something when, when it's not there. Because you feel like you have to do something outside of yourself in order to be able to win that job or win over the fan base and win their appreciation. 
and that's just not his game. Like he doesn't have that extraordinary element. I, I always talk to you about that. You know, you and Lavar, we all work together. I always talk about these rookie quarterbacks and quarterbacks in the NFL. They have to have that like one extraordinary thing that they do that can always get them out of a jam or make a special play. And Fields has that. He's got the athleticism. He's got the ability to run. And he's got a lot of other things that come along with that. But that's his extraordinary thing over Dalton in this. And so Dalton's going to feel the pressure. He's going to force something at some point in time. And there's going to be times when, when things don't look good. Like, he's more dependent upon the play calling of Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor, which hasn't been that good in order to be able to win. And I think the biggest point you brought up was the fact that they don't have much of a running game. They really don't. And, yeah. and look, credit the Buffalo Bills defense. That looks like a playoff team. It, it looks like a deep team. Like I, I told you this uh, when I was back with the Seattle Seahawks in 2013. I could look around that, that field and go, there are guys who are two deep, three deep, that are going to be starters somewhere else. You know, it was my seventh year in the league. I'd been around long enough, seen enough to go – these guys know exa- like these guys know how to play, and they're fast, and they're talented. If they don't make this team, they're going to make another team. And, and that was pretty much how it went. Like outside of, I think, Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. or Sr., um, who ended up retiring, like pretty much everyone else was on another roster who got released. I mean, it was, it was that competitive and that yeah. good of a roster top to bottom in the preseason. The Bills roster has a lot of feels to that. And so it just it felt like a stark contrast between one team that's trying to compete potentially for a Super Bowl and one team that's just trying to figure it, every, everything out, you know? It's, it's like when you first go to college. There's a lot of kids going to college right now. It's like the kid who, you know, you walk in, you meet your, your, your roommate, and the guy's already got his entire room set up. He's already organized. <laughs> he knows where everything's at. He's ready to dominate come week one. You would call him a nerd. He would call you uh, his, his future employee because you're going to be working for him one day once he starts a company because he's got everything planned out. He's got everything on track. And meanwhile, you walk in there with a sleeping bag and a bag of Funyuns, and you're just trying to figure out life. You know, you're all, oh, my parents aren't here anymore. I don't have a curfew i get to go out and eat a bunch of sugar and maybe drink some alcohol and hang out uh, with all my friends and play video games all night that's essentially the chicago bears versus the buffalo bills it was so bad man and look we talked about the eagles patriots game from last week uh, me you and lavar and it was like look we know it's just a preseason game but there's a, there's a certain look to preseason games that just don't feel right. That one didn't feel right at all in Chicago. Like that well, one felt that felt bad for the Bears. So jokingly, you kind of projected the whole Chicago Bears fan base thing on me. You followed the Bears for a long time. You got family in Monmouth, Illinois. Yeah, that's I'll, a good I'll, point. I'll, I'll spare you all the rest of that. that that's BS. a good point. Yeah, but but the truth is, you you've got a team because I always feel like the preseason can do this for teams in one of two positions. Either a, f- a first-time, first-year head coach, if they're helping to build their culture and like introduce what that product's going to look like to their fan base. But then you've got a, a head coach that's like on the ropes. And it can also give you an idea of, all right, is this thing turning around? Or is it just, <laughs> is it just sailing off to eventually sink yeah. into the sea? How did you see this? Because I think the Bears are obviously in category two. 
But how do you see this as, as a former Bears fan, Bear, whatever the hell you want to call yourself as a Bears fan? Uh, it's, it's, it's bad, man. Like this, this is bad. And here's the problem. You came out of the, the first game against Miami and you thought, all right, look, I mean, uh, the offense wasn't great. Fields wasn't awesome. But you saw some signs there that made you think, you know what? He's got an athletic ability. He's able to do things that, that no other Bears quarterback has really ever been able to do in, in the history of the franchise. So they won the game and nobody cared so much about that. But it was like, all right, hey, good week. Andy Dalton's very confident. What did Andy Dalton say? It's my time now. And you just felt like, hey, listen, it, it, eventually Justin Fields is going to be his job. But at least you got a confident starter in front of him. And then they roll out that on Saturday. And it was special teams, defense, offensive line play was crummy. Uh, uh, quarterback play was spotty. And, and you just you come away from that game going, what the here we go again. What the hell's happening? Like this. This is this is what this team has been. And you and I have talked about this before. Matt Nagy was hired because he was an offensive guru. He was the guy who, who called plays for half a season in Kansas City and and, and got all this praise and all this love. And they, their offense has gotten progressively worse every year, every single year. And he's supposed to be an offensive guy. And, and I just the idea was, all right, John Fox didn't work. You wanted to go in a different direction and bring in a, a young, innovative offensive guy. And their offense has gotten worse. I just don't see how you feel good about this team going into the season. I'm sorry, man. Outside of field starting week one, which is the only way you can really feel optimistic because I think he, he can, again, he can change the dynamics of this offense. He can make things easier for Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor. Outside of that, there's not much really to be excited about no. if you're a Bears fan. And I know, I know we're talking about the quarterback position, but the glaring thing that I came away, and, and maybe we could talk about this here in the next segment, is uh, how bad the defense was. I oh, mean, man. I mean, it, that that used to be your calling card. That was what, like, when Matt Nagy got there, the the one thing you felt like you could say at least early on was, "Man, we've got a Super Bowl caliber defense. We've got Cleo Mack. We've got all these players." And again, I I know not all all the top end guys are going to play, but still, that's the side of the football you should be able to hang your hat on. And uh, there was one guy who came back into town, and he had himself quite the day. Oh, yeah. God. Just, just a wonderful story for the whole family. Just a wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, he's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next, yes, it was um, there's revenge, and then there's sweet revenge, and somebody getting exposed. We will get into all of that next here. It's Outkick the Coverage right here at Fox Sports Radio. This this is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerackcom the way tire buying should be 
Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have got ourselves a developing situation in the NFL. A lot of people were ready to throw somebody out. They were ready to throw somebody under the bus. But apparently, things are looking better and better for this quarterback. We will have that for you here coming up again 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, By the way, I do have to give you credit, Brady. Uh, You have shown some growth. All right. You've shown some growth as a broadcaster. And so, uh, you know, I, I do want to, you know, acknowledge that and, and give you credit for for showing that growth. You know, I think it was a very impressive work for you uh, in that first segment because you oh. normally you have a go to. Right. You didn't, you didn't even go there. Like, you know, yeah. there's normally yeah. something. That I'm you not sure what that was, but well, I, I appreciate you noticing the growth. I, I, I appreciate you seeing it. I appreciate you paying attention to it. Uh, I was excited. Yeah, so, listen, yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, here's yeah. the thing, though. Whenever we talk about quarterback competitions, you always bring up the story from when Lovey Smith was in Chicago and they flipped a coin to see whether or not <laughs> it was, it was going to be. How did I miss that? <laughs> How did I not reference that? That uh, Matt Nagy, folks, he, to determine who's going to be the week one starter, Matt Nagy's going to flip a coin 
because that's that, that's uh, what happened with Lovey Smith <laughs> and with Kyle Ward and Rex Grossman. I forgot to bring that up because it's, it plays so much relevance into today's quarterback battle with a new head coach All right. and almost an entirely new regime. Yeah. We should pro- we should explain the joke. Yeah. So I, yeah. I wanted to see how many times I when we were doing the uh, Sunday night show together. I wanted to see how many times I could bring up and reference that before you noticed it, huh. and it only it only took twice before on the, <laughs> before on the air you said, "Yeah, you've already brought that up before, man." Like I, I have no idea. So that has become an ongoing joke to uh, anytime there's a quarterback competition, <laughs> we bring that story. The up. way you brought it up in the first place <laughs> was so ridiculous. Like, it, had it had nothing had to any, do with the conversation. Exactly, it had nothing to do with it. But you just you you thought it was so absurd at the time that you felt the need to keep bringing it up, which I, mean, I, I just – I'm with you. I have a hard time believing any head coach whose reputation and career <laughs> is going to be impacted by who he starts at quarterback is going, gosh, I'm just – I'm so oh, right down man. the middle – I'm just going to flip a coin. Like, I've never heard of that in all my life. Yeah, listen, I, I, I remember uh, falling forward hook, line, and sinker. And then uh, the more that uh, I got further away from it, I just thought back and realized, why the hell would anybody do that? Like, like, yeah. why, like, and the fact that people actually believe that story, that Lovey Smith to determine the starting quarterback and who was going to get what rep in, in what preseason game flipped a coin. And, and I think a media in Chicago ran with it because uh, they believed that that was actually what Lovey Smith would do, a uh, guy trying not to get fired. But don't worry, he still got fired, but it was after a 10-win season. So there it is, uh, yeah. your, your uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah. Unbelievable. Again, not mine. Not mine. No, no family in Monmouth, Illinois. That's not a mine. good point. Listen, okay. I, and, and look, and, and I don't know if you know this or not, but I do have family from Monmouth, Illinois, uh, yeah. a little small town on the western part of the state, you know, right next to Galesburg, uh, Illinois. Yeah. I mean, you, you're yeah. a big city guy. Did you're not I ever, really used to the uh, you know, Midwest. Did I ever tell you about old Trick Shot? Um, the, the kid we signed in Kansas City back in 2012. He actually ended up oh, playing yes. or being in the league for a while. Alex Tanney. Yes, D- and D3 he's from Monmouth. Monmouth, yes. Monmouth, Illinois. Yeah, he set yeah. a bunch of records in D3 there. Uh, I think he's got – there's someone in his family who's either in the NFL or someone kind of higher up. But he, he created this YouTube of trick shots. Like all these different throws, you know, throwing into a bucket, like, you know, from bleachers and all this stuff, uh, goalpost shots, all, all these different things. And then come to find out we're in training camp. And so they signed this guy and, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you made this trick shot video. That's how they got his attention. Um, and, and he comes out and we're, and we're thrown into the nets and stuff. We're doing target practice and he's having a hard time even hitting the net. And I'm looking at I'm looking at Matt Castle at the time. And I'm like. What the hell is going on? <laughs> and so we're, we're having these competitions, and he's struggling big time. And, and I, I just I look at him at one point. I go, trick shot my ass. And then so finally <laughs> he comes clean and says, yeah, some of the shots we had to edit in. And so then I look <laughs> no. at one of our scouts, and I look at him. I go, hey. I was like, did you guys know that video was edited? I was like, did anyone do enough background check to realize this guy can't hit the broad side of a barn? <laughs> Wait, no. This 100%. is a true story? True story, 100%. Oh, my now, God. He ended up he ended up hanging on for a little bit and, and ended up being a backup in some spots. And, and he's a really good guy, smart, uh, all, all that good stuff. You can tell he had the intangibles, but – he, you ever heard the term "fake it till you make it"? Yeah. That's essentially how he made it. He faked it and edited this this film to actually get onto an NFL team and the scouting department. And then this is why, not to get off on a tangent here, but this is why it's one example of why all the scouts and general managers and, and listen when I say this, they want so badly 
to find someone who's not from Ohio State or Alabama. 100%. Or Clemson. They want so badly, folks, to find someone from a small school, a diamond in the rough, that they found that no one else did, that they are willing to go look at a YouTube video of a trick shots that were edited and compiled together just to sign a guy and not even do the background research to realize, oh, it was edited. He didn't even actually make it some of those throws or do some of that, but they're dying so bad to make a name for themselves and look like they worked so hard to find this guy that that's what, the, that's what they're willing to overlook and actually – that's what they're willing to do. It's uh, unbelievable, man, how bad these guys want to find that diamond in the rough, small school story guy that they're willing to overlook other guys who probably have more talent and more ability. Uh, Bucky Brooks told me, because he was a former scout for Carolina and Seattle, he told me the same thing. He's all, dude, there's ego, massive ego in the scouting department in, uh, in, of all of these teams. He said they want to find that guy. They, they yeah. want to be, they, and, and they want credit for it. He goes, and, and it gets to the the point to where when you get to training camp and all of a sudden one guy you know because everybody has these guys it's my guy whether it's an area scout or whatever it is and he gets out there and he can't play it's the other scouts who bust his balls the hardest because yeah. because they're so much so competitive and they want to be able to say that i found the diamond in the rough i found the dude like yeah bucky told me that he said it's ego ego well, runs rampant in the scouting community well, think about the greatest of all time in the nfl he was a sixth round pick. Yeah. Like everybody in New England acts like, oh yeah, we do. you drafted him the sixth round. Yeah, you, you passed got lucky. on him five times. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. act like it was the genius of what you guys did in evaluating him. You passed on him in the first five rounds. Give me a break. Like Yeah, it, it, it is the, 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 the scouting community and front office organizations are one of the funniest to me because they are willing to then praise things that work out that they largely have no control over. Once they draft a guy or sign a guy, it really comes down to the coaching staff and how they implement or utilize them and the environment they're in. Uh, case in point, by the way, Mitchell Trubisky and how he lit the world on fire versus his oh, old man. team, the Chicago Bears. Hey, Jonas, how different did that look in an yeah. offense where Brian Dable played to his strengths, ran some up-tempo, spread it out a little bit, spit the football around? He lit the Chicago Bears up. And it was all like, oh, my gosh, this doesn't even look like the same quarterback, did it? Sliced and diced up and down the field, uh, played really well. And the one thing that you always hear about Trubisky is his teammates loved him. The players yeah. loved him. And, yeah. and he's always had a good reputation. And the fact that he came back out and, you know, the way the organization treated him towards the end, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace basically threw him under the bus after the season. I was happy to see him get cheered. He got, he got you know, a, a good, you know, reception when he came out on the field and then went out there and carved them up. And it was glorious. And I said it, man, because I was uh, doing a show on Fox Sports Radio. You don't really do weekends. It's not really your thing. You're too yeah, good for right. it. Oh, yeah. not, not anymore. You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so here, yeah, yeah. You're you're more into the uh, nickel and dime uh, weekday shows, but on, on the uh, <laughs> the prime times of the weekends here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, the coal mines of sports talk radio. Uh, we we were t I was talking about. I said I want Mitch Trubisky to go up and down the field on the Bears 
And on his final possession, I want him to walk off the field, go right up to Matt Nagy and grab his crotch and flip yeah. him the bird and then take yeah. off to the sideline and let him know, hey, yeah. hey, numb nuts. I, I, I'm the guy that you threw under the bus that you wanted no part of, that you benched because of one interception last year against the Atlanta Falcons because you had to have your guy Nick Foles in the game. And I saved your job because I still got us to the postseason and you couldn't wait to throw me under the bus after the year was over. And I just carved up your defense here at Soldier Field in your house. That's what I wanted Trubisky to do. But he didn't do it because he's a classy guy. You know, well, he, he still he, he did go up and down on the Bears defense. He, he did. He, it was <laughs> like, uh, you know, Dirk Diggler uh, and Boogie it, Nights. About, yes. if you want to go talk about going yeah. up and down. But yeah, uh... he, look, the, the reality is this. It demonstrated the one thing that I always say to people that most don't realize Situation and circumstance. When you get drafted or signed into a good situation, circumstance in the NFL, I don't care who you are because the talent's not that far apart from one player to the other. You're going to have the opportunity to succeed. You're going to have a much better opportunity to succeed. And that's the position that Mitchell Trubisky's in now. Not that he's going to be the guy in Buffalo, but if something should happen to Josh Allen, Trubisky can go in there, play well, and then earn himself that next opportunity to go somewhere else and be a starter. You know, not obviously Chicago, uh, but but some other team in the NFL. God, I would I would love it if Brian Dayball got hired in Chicago and then they signed Trubisky. Trubisky, oh my God, man! I I mean, that would depend upon who the general manager is. Which in that case, I I think if if there's a new head coach, there'll probably be a new general manager. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine they'd hang on to Ryan Pace, considering. I mean, one, you drafted, by the way, we haven't got into this. You drafted a tackle out of Oklahoma State and Tevin Jenkins, who, by the way, I love the film, but the medical grade was he had back issues. Yeah. Okay. And then you let go of Charles Leno, like back during the draft, right? Yeah, of course. And he'd been a, a solid, consistent left tackle for you, but you let him go. And so now you've got this rookie who's got a back issue who may be missing some time. And people want to give them credit for, you know, signing Jason Peters who's also dealt with injuries, even though he's a great player, also dealt with injuries. Mind you, you could have probably had all three. Like, what was the harm in keeping Leno along with Jenkins and then maybe even signing a guy like Jason Peters once the Jenkins information came out so you could bolster the offensive line? But no, the Bears are going to do what the Bears do, and they're going to continue to make poor decision after poor decision with how they go about managing and build the roster. I do want to mention this. So Miguel Cabrera hits his 500th home run. All right, he's been in Major League Baseball. He's been in the majors since. And I and I'm look. I, I think this is accurate. 1924. I believe that is how long he has been in a Major League Baseball player for Brady Quinn. He's been in that long. Uh, but Miguel Cabrera with 500 home runs. I got to ask the question. Assuming. He's never been on the gas at any point in his career. All right, he's he's never been on the sauce at any point during his career. What does 500 home runs clean equal out to if he was on the gas? You know what I mean? It's like dog years. Like, you, you, I mean, things change, right? Yeah. Well, it's like watching Barry Bonds back when he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then watching and seeing what it looked like. With the San Francisco Giants. I mean, it was like two completely different people. I think his head grew about, uh, you know, nine, nine hat sizes over That's that natural, though. Yeah, it's yeah, natural. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. 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 Come on. <clears throat> um, it, it's hard to know exactly. I mean, let's say, I don't know, maybe, maybe another 100 home runs. Like, okay. Maybe the steroids helped. Because here, here's my argument always with the steroid era in baseball. 
pitching, I, I think it obviously can give you more velocity. There's clearly a benefit there. Yeah. In, in hitting, as much as you want to say, okay, stronger, more swing speed, that, that equates to more home, one, or home runs, more power. I actually think the greatest benefit of taking PEDs is being able to stay healthy yeah. over 162 games. It's not so. So it's more being able to stay consistently playing at a high level, more so than every single like one swing being being that much better than if they weren't on steroids. So because I look at it and say you still have to put the ball the, the you know bat on the ball, which is hard enough to do as it is. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know how much it benefits you, but let's say a, a twenty percent increase, right? Twenty percent of five hundred yeah. is, is another hundred, uh, so maybe six hundred home runs. All right, good for it. So, congratulations on his six hundred home run, uh, Miguel Cabrera. A lot of people are going to tell you five hundred. We have just done the math here uh, using PEDs and and you know, just factoring that in. It's, it's like I said, it's like dog years. Uh, so, Miguel Cabrera actually has six hundred home runs. It, like I, I feel like we got a lot done here. Like I feel like we've we've now answered a lot of questions because uh, if he's not on the gas, he should be given uh, more credit for uh, for doing 500 clean, and uh, and and we're good with that. So uh, a Hall of Fame career for Miguel Cabrera, and he didn't even know he had 600 home runs. We just handed out home runs like that, Brady Quinn. That's what we do. <laughs> handing out gifts, and I will say this on the uh, the recovery and uh, the ability to stay healthy when it comes to the PEDs in baseball. Uh, as somebody who took the same stuff that Mark McGuire took that actually, uh, you know, led to the everybody starting to wonder, hey, what's that? What's that uh, bottle in your locker? And they started doing some research and they said, oh, that's Andro. Oh, I wonder what that does. And that's how the whole conversation surrounding Mark McGuire and the speculation started. I took that stuff. And let me tell you something. All you want to do is work out. All right. it, it's not that you that you need time to recover. You never have an issue with recovery at all. Like all you want to do is work out constantly. You want to be out there constantly. So uh, I wanted to make sure that that I could speak on it uh, with authority. And so I went out and I, and I sacrificed myself and took a bottle of that Andro years ago, long, long time ago. Uh, I didn't have an EAS sponsorship like you did, so I had to go, uh, you know, kind of you know backdoor. Yeah, you, you just start taking illegal substances. Yeah, yeah like of steroids. Yeah. yeah, of course. I, I get to. it. I get it. Had yeah. to. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, listen, recovery, uh, it, it does benefit you. But to Miguel Cabrera, not a problem here. Uh, an extra 100 home runs. I've heard you absolutely stink taking that stuff. Like, you, you smell like someone's cutting an onion every time you sweat. Um, I don't recall that, uh, but you, you have sort of a body odor fetish, uh, but that's, again, that's not really I, I don't, thing. I, I don't personally, I, I don't really deal with much of that. Um, I like old spice. I, I think the deodorant's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I use. What uh, I know, be? I know you're a big body axe, you know, body spray axe no, guy because Absolutely you not. have to layer that over top of your <laughs> Absolutely deodorant. Not. So you're one of those guys no, that actually that is, you no. see in the commercials, which is a little bit odd, yeah, but I, you see like spraying their body in a fragrance because Listen. their BO is so bad. They have to apply deodorant and like an exterior deodorant to their body uh, because they, they can't help it. Like Listen. your chest smells. Yeah. You, everything smells. Like yeah. you just, you're a smelly human being. I'm not going to be misrepresented here on the air. You know I'm old school. I go cologne and I go cologne from Ross Dress for Less because it's cheaper. All right. So you can, you can kiss my ass with those. Do you need to say Ross spray. Dress for Less? Isn't it just yeah. Ross? Like why do you need to actually give their, their like tagline or their slogan? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I, you don't want to give them full credit, you know, like, yeah, I get, yeah it's I'm just, just like, I'm saying that that's not their name. That's not their title. Oh, you know? what do you want me to call it? Donald's, not McDonald's. I mean, come on. Come I, on I'd rather you. you just call it Ross. That, that's All that's right. the actual name of the store. 
All right. Um, I, and listen, I, I may have just almost said something on the air that would have gotten us both fired, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not because I'm a class act and a broadcast professional. All right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. We are off and running and in the ditch early here on FSR. But coming up next, uh, there is a quarterback situation in the NFL. A lot of people wanted him gone. He's not going anywhere. We'll have that for you next here on FSR. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, 
pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, there's a there's some fool's gold going on in the NFL. There's a team oh. a lot of people feel good about. Oh, well done. Yeah, it is. Uh, well listen, done. Yeah, I see what I'm, you're doing. I'm, yeah. I'm not buying it. Uh, there's some missing details from some of the reports that you mm. are being fed by many people in the media. We will get to the truth on all of that coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox sports radio uh so we have uh you know obviously we got games going on uh, throughout the nfl these preseason games we've got a monday night game coming up later on that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun to discuss and look back on uh and we also had a game a couple of games yesterday the late game was the 49ers and the chargers now who cares who actually won the game uh unless it's a, a situation like chicago which turned into a morgue based on how the bears looked on saturday but uh the conversation still continues when it comes to Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and um, apparently Kyle Shanahan he is not ready to name Jimmy Garoppolo the starter here he was after the game are you going to make an announcement is Jimmy Garoppolo your starter week one no I'm not making that announcement let's try though (laughs) whenever I feel like it (laughs) not the night Good for him. You know, good for Kyle Shannon. That sounds like a guy who really wants to get to the uh, cooler a beer they got on the bus or wherever they're at. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what that sounds like. Um, look, he can say whatever he wants. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is going to yeah. be the starting quarterback, and he should be the starting quarterback. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, he should be the starting quarterback. I, I am a little bit baffled, though. You mentioned fool's gold. I, I thought the 49ers, you know, people kind of going out to the West Coast in search of gold. I really thought that was what you were setting me up for here. <laughs> I, I thought you were referencing the media and the 49ers and what they're selling with the idea of Trey Lance starting week one being the fool's gold. Is that not what you were going for? No, Am I overthinking this one? No, listen, no. But I, now that now that you say it, it probably is yeah, more applicable no. to this quarterback situation than it is the other one that we're going to get into <laughs> top of next hour. Like, this, like, look, I understand. Did, you, I did understand. you blow that a little bit? Did you just, may have just kind of blow? Yeah. No, listen, I mean, not not completely. I've I've done worse. Okay. Uh, trust yeah. me. But yeah. okay. uh, like this this idea, I, I know we're excited about these young quarterbacks and all that, and and everyone's excited about the potential of Trey Lance. Dude, Garoppolo's a better quarterback right now, and, yeah. and everybody wants yeah. him out of town. And and I don't understand why you can't just acknowledge. Listen, Trey Lance's time is going to come, but right now Jimmy Garoppolo's the starting quarterback, and he should be the starting quarterback. Trey Lance looks exactly as I thought he was going to look. A guy that has a strong arm. He's athletic. We really even haven't haven't seen them utilize that part of his game yet. Uh, and that's it. I mean, he, he hasn't played a lot of football. And, and he hasn't started a lot of football. You know, I think you even go back to his high school years. He only started like a year and a half or something like that. Only started a year in a game during his time in North Dakota State. 
And that was a couple of years ago. So he looked rusty. He didn't look comfortable in the pocket. You could, you could see him double clutching a number of times. And, and when you see a quarterback kind of look like he's going to throw and then pull back and then decide to throw again, that sort of indecisiveness comes from him not trusting what he's seeing. The game is moving too fast. And I can promise you out there now, if he feels like preseason's moving too fast, he's going to feel like they're moving at light speed once they get into the regular season. So this is, this is not something that's going to get better with a snap of your fingers. It's going to take him a lot of time. Could he be put in there situationally to run the football? Sure. Although Jimmy Garoppolo had a nice little scramble you know, if you were watching the game for a first down. I'm not saying that he's as athletic as, as Trey Lance is, but the truth of this situation is what you said. Jimmy Garoppolo is best suited to help this team get back to another Super Bowl and try to win one. That's their best chance right now. Trey Lance has a strong arm. He's got athleticism. He's a, he's a hard worker, smart kid and all that, but he needs a lot of work, a lot of development. Now, he had some nice throws, you know, hit a wide-open wide receiver down along the right, you know, right sideline, uh, ended up you know, putting a nice ball for a touchdown, really the second touchdown to Travis Benjamin, not the first one. Uh, that, he was wide open. But when you break everything down, what you see is you see is a guy who's raw, he's talented, and needs some work, needs some development. There's no hiding this. They can act like they are all they want. I would be absolutely shocked if Trey Lance started week one. I don't think that he has any business being in there right now. I think he would struggle. I think they might lose some games early if that's the case and put themselves out of contention for the playoffs this year because of those mistakes. Unless they just run, run the football the entire time and mix in some play-action shots to help protect him a little bit. Okay, let me ask you this a quarterback question. Do you learn because they always say, you know, it maybe, uh, you know, sit him, uh, let him watch uh, just so he can get acclimated to the NFL. Does that actually help you? Like if you're sit, if you're standing on the sidelines, it, it, are you able to take in the game in a different way that makes you more prepared when you finally are becoming a starter? It's not taking in the game. It's taking in everything. It's understanding how to prepare, understanding how to, how to prepare, watch film, what defenses are trying to do, and learning the offense. Like, when they're saying that to you, it's so when you get out there, you're not thinking. It looked like when Trey Lance got out there, he was still thinking. He was still trying to see what he's supposed to see, and, not, and he's not even anticipating yet, which is really what you're hoping to build from all that. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, they are trying to sell you on one quarterback in the NFL, and we are not buying it here on FSR. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.